0: Welcome to the Southwest Virginia Hoops Podcast with your host, Travis Byers, co-host Shane Presley, your production team, Chris, Booby Tiller, and Haley Byers. So sit back and relax for some of the greatest basketball stories in Southwest Virginia. It's the Southwest Virginia Hoops Podcast coming at you now.
1: The sponsor for today's episode is Pause for Christ. It is a friendship ministry started by Dr. Andrew Overbay of Chilhowee, Virginia, and his Springer Spaniel Dogs. The mission of Paws for Christ is to simply pause and be a friend to anyone in need. Andy's Dog Bear is certified by Canines for Christ in Florida and the Alliance of Therapy Dogs in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Pause for Christ makes weekly visits to hospital, schools, and nursing homes, providing love and support to those in need. Be sure to follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Pause for Christ. That is P-A-W-S for, as in the number four, Christ. I want to thank Dr. Andrew Overbay uh, for this sponsorship. Uh, This is a very special organization. Make sure you give them a follow, and they're really uh, doing great work out there. Hello, everybody. This is Travis Vires back again with the Southwest Virginia Hoops podcast. Ready for episode number eight. Today I have my reliable co-host.
2: Yeah, Shane it back
1: in the fold again.
2: I think I should be able to hold down the fort for a little while now. Yeah. Uh, how'd the Raiders
1: fare today for you, Shane? I don't want to talk about that
0: one. That was, <laughs> Raiders did not fare well I knew today. it was coming,
1: but I'd have still suffered through it. Me and Shane are... For both Raiders fans, he's a extreme dollhard fan, so not a good day mm-hmm. for a Raiders fan. But uh, anyway, here for episode eight, episode seven, uh, as we talked about Shane, one of the most anticipated guests in all Southwest Virginia. Uh, a lot of feedback just on all kinds of laughs. Uh, you know, usually or there's some podcasts where you you have, you know, several stories in your mind, but Cooper's it's just goes on and on with his hilarious yes, stories. Uh, yeah, he's. Off the wall, he's not afraid to say anything, he's wide open all the time. Yeah, so uh I was telling our guest today, Matt Snodgrass, uh, was having internet difficulties when Mark Cooper came over. That was a little scary, weren't it, Shane? Yeah, yeah. We were <laughs>
2: afraid we're gonna have to record an entire segment all over again. That would not have been uh and him fun. driving from Hurley. Yeah, and all, all the from Hurley and
1: in the internet not work. But anyway, uh episode eight today, we have Coach Matt Snodgrass from Chill Chilhalley High School. Uh, Coach Snodgrass, I've coached against him uh, several years whenever I was at Patrick Henry, and he's always just someone that I've admired, Shane, uh, just with how he's running the program at Chill Howie. Uh, just so many little details that I've noticed over the past, uh, you know, six, seven years that I've really been paying attention to him. What do, you, what do you say? No, I
2: agree. For a smaller school, I mean, you have to kind of do things the way he does, taking care of it from the top up or I guess from the top down, and uh, just kind of making sure you got kind of a control over everything, and developing all the way from the youth, from the little kids, all the way up to the varsity level. And I think that to, for small schools, you have to have that.
1: Yeah, Chill is one of those teams that you you know whenever you play them, you know they're they're going to be coached well, they're going to play hard, and, and do little things. So, um, but anyway, Coach Snodgrass, he also he's been at a few different places. He played at Patrick Henry and he's also coached a, a couple other places that we're going to talk about on the podcast but um without any further ado let's go ahead and bring coach Matt in
0: thanks Matt. for having me guys yep this, this is great. great glad you could make it Yes, sir this is this is good stuff i've listened listened to to all the episodes and you know to me this is kind of like a it's kind of like a coach's clinic you yep. know in a way like a virtual coach's clinic so this is this is really neat appreciate what you guys are doing
1: yeah, it is something that, you know, I go back and obviously I listen to them over and over. Just like for Coach for Millions, for example, it, you can just get things out of how they're running their program or do right. little things and apply it to yours. Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, but your drive, you still, you living up in Alley? Yeah,
0: we we live right across the street
1: from the high school. So we're right oh, there, yeah. right there in town. Yeah. yeah, that's how I was at council. I, I walked to school every day yep. where I was uh, playing and coaching there. Uh, so if the internet goes down tonight, it won't be uh, as bad as Mark Cooper dropped earlier. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But uh, so how's season going right now? I know we're just uh, I guess what, two weeks into the game. So? Yeah.
0: Yes. We're we're two and two right now. Um, you know, kind of been back and forth a little bit. Still trying to you know find ourselves and develop an identity. You know, we've changed a lot over the years, and we kind of change from year to year. Just you know, based off you know the talent we have, and yeah. you know, and what we can do. So we're. We're still learning, learning some things and figuring some things out, but we've had a we've had a couple good wins early.
1: So what are you what are you uh, teaching up there? Uh-huh?
0: So I'm actually I don't know if you knew this, but I'm at the alternative ed school for okay. Smith County. So I do the high school alternative ed. I do history there, and I've been there for about eight or nine years. Now. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, and it's in Marion. So I actually drive to Marion and then you know come back yeah. to the to the high school in the evening. So no, actually, yeah, I wasn't aware of that actually. Yeah. Um, so,
1: uh, coach, how we kind of do things is we just go back in chronological order, and like to learn a little bit about your childhood, growing up, and stuff. So, uh, where did you actually grow up at?
0: Yeah, so I'm kind of like a Glade, Metaview, Emory, Hiders Gap guy. <laughs> you know that kind of area. So, spent some time up behind PH in a little area called Treasure Mountain. Oh yeah, You're familiar with it. I had we had a house up there for a little while, then we moved to Hiders Gap. Um, Down from I, Hiders Gap. Yes, uh, beside my grandparents, right there on the river. Um, we spent most of my spent most of my childhood there. Um, had a really good support system in my parents. You know, had a great childhood. Uh, you know, they stayed on top of it. They didn't miss a game. They got me, you know, from Hiders Gap all the way to to every yeah. practice and everything. So. Uh, definitely had a good childhood. We had a key to the Hyder's Gap Community Center. Yeah, so that used to be a school, right? Yeah, yeah. It, did. it used to be elementary school. How was so, that gym? Yeah, it's got the little half moons, rolls. <laughs> oh, really? and yeah. We'll talk about that more to come. Yeah, I think it's got like Charlie Brown paintings on the wall and the gym really? and stuff. So it, it is I, what it is. But I used
2: to drive by there when I would come to work. When I lived in Council, would drive to Mid Mountain. Yep. I would drive across Hyder's Gap all the time, and I would always wonder if that.
0: That
1: place had a gym or not? had no idea. You, you always wanted to get a bucket. Yeah, in yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to drive that too across Hiders Gap. Uh, yep. So
0: I was I was out there on Route eighty, right on the river. So yeah,
1: yeah. So that's that's cool. Um, you know, growing up, what is your first memory
0: of basketball? So you know, I played rec league. You know, I think I started in second grade or whatever. But you know, when I think about, <clears throat> I think about football first when I think about yeah. sports. I was, uh, I was more of a football guy. Um, my whole story, I guess, starts with me like peaking early. I was six foot tall in the sixth grade. Really? I'm six foot tall right now, <laughs> probably 5'11 I'm, I'm right ve- now. I'm very similar to that. I didn't grow
1: much after about
0: seventh no. grade. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was bigger than everybody else, uh, you know, in middle school and, you know, in fifth grade, you know, through middle school. So, you know, I was the running back. I was the D end. I was, you know. I was making all the plays out there in football, so it all kind of it all kind of started off with football for me, and you know I was probably a better football player than a basketball player. And you're um, going to Meadowview Elementary, yeah, went to Meadowview Elementary, um, you know, football was kind of my first love. But as we, you know, kind of got older, you know, into like middle school and stuff, started developing, you know, this friendship with some basketball players, and you know, obviously there's a six foot tall sixth grader, <laughs> um, Lee Brandon. And uh, Lee Brandon and Johnny Poole went to my parents and said, we got to get, we got to get yeah. Matt out here playing basketball with us. Yeah. So they were starting up a travel team and uh, uh, that's kind of how the basketball came in. So we started this yeah. travel team with, with, with Lee Brandon. So um, before we get into that, I was going to ask you,
1: did you ever go to Patrick Henry uh, games like uh, as a young child growing up. Yeah, I high. did. I did. Um, Do you remember like any of the guys that you watched?
0: No, I did. I, you know, I didn't go to or
1: you, like you said. You didn't really get into basketball. I was
0: more of a football guy. Yeah. But you know, I remember going and watching some games. You know, we went and we watched. Uh, I remember watching Brad Knuckles play. You know, at, at Council, I went to school with Adam Poole. His sister Tracy dated Brad. Yeah. So we we knew Brad, and you know, we we enjoyed watching those teams and. I remember, like, a, it had to have been playoff game over at Castlewood with, with, with Knuckles and that bunch. so, yeah, really, so what, year, what year were you born? 87. 87, so, yeah. Okay. So he's about five years older, five or six years older than me, I think. Yeah, so you were in middle school or something? Yeah, or, uh, yeah. During those games. So I remember going to those games and then going to the Arby's Classic, I guess it was kind of my first, you know, taste of basketball.
1: So, you know, for the listeners out there – um, Mr. Brandon, Coach Poole, they are legends in the in the Glade community, You're all or in Southwest Virginia basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, talk a little bit bit more about that process of uh, them coming yeah. to you and who they are, right? And, uh, so, so Lee
0: Brandon—you know—starts with Lee. He's he's a PH guy. You know, he coached everything at PH. I think he coached every sport. You know, over the years, and uh, he had his son Travis, who I went all through school with in my grade, and you know, he wanted to put together this team. Um, you know, to prepare for the future. It wasn't going to be uh, – So, is he coaching at PH at that no, time? No, no. He's at the central office, okay. I believe, at the time. And, you know, he didn't want to get an all-star team from different schools. He wanted our group playing yeah. together. And around the same time, uh, Coach Poole, Randy Poole, comes in from Castlewood. Uh, he had been at Castlewood Coach, and he comes over. He brings Adam, who we you kind of heard of. He's a really good player. So we bring Adam and we start building this little group and, and so Adam transfers around the middle school range yes. or something. Okay. Yep. I think seventh grade. He comes over and, and and Coach Poole comes over. So that's where Johnny comes in. So Randy Poole wasn't gonna coach the You know, he was gonna kinda of sit back and let yeah, you know, Lee and Johnny do it. And uh yeah, so they start we start building this team and and uh um the Emory Rebels. Really, <laughs> so yeah, the Emory Rambles. So it's me and Travis Brandon, Adam Poole, a uh, couple other of, of our buddies, Toby Edmondson, Jack Morgan, uh, Jack Morgan, and then Jordan Calloway comes over from Abingdon. He's related to Travis, so we're kind of all coming together here and playing in all these tournaments in Southwest Virginia. I feel like we spent every weekend at Castlewood, yeah. I and mean, we all because you know Coach Poole had that, those ties and yeah, and they had tournaments every weekend. Um, so Randy Pool's hey when he when he came over and
1: brought Adam he was head coach at PH yes That's he, what, he took he, yep, he
0: took over as the head coach at, at Patrick Henry and came in and really started building right away for you know for the future right there. What we, was it like playing uh, you know in travel ball? What was it
1: like playing for Johnny Pool and Brandon? Like what oh, type of coaches was, were they? Oh, it was
0: great. They they were great. You know, real you know very fundamental in practice. You know they. You know, they had me there. They thought I was going to be this big 6'6 six, six post. So, you know, I'm in here just doing drop steps and stuff and, you know, eventually turned into a guard. So I know they were disappointed. But it was Travis and I on the post, and they're, you know, working together, working a high-low that we end up, you know, you know doing really well with later. But they were great. Um, I got I got one I got to tell on, on myself. Uh, that has to do with, with Lee Brandon. So we're at Castlewood. In, uh, I think we're playing in the AAU regionals or whatever. You know, it's, if you win, you go to state or whatever. Travis is getting double teamed a lot. <laughs> uh, he's he was our you know best player inside. He gets double teamed. You know, I'm kind of a role player. We're in a timeout, he draws up another play for Travis. And we're all kind of like, man, you know, he's getting double teamed. You know, we can get the ball. So, you know, I'm a dumb, you know, dumb kid, I don't know any better. And I'm like, man, what you know. Why can't we do this? Or why can't you know why can't we get the ball to, to me or somebody else? So I mean, you know, he just I'll never forget the look on his face. He looked over and said, Charlie, get him. <laughs> and and he benches me for the rest of the game. I'm like, oh man, this is this is not this is not how you do it. So and then we win that game anyway. Yeah. So, you know, that's kinda like the And he calls me selfish and whatever, which was the right thing to do. It was me, you know, being selfish and not really understanding. So did you say – was you saying that you wanted to play? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, anybody but, you know, Travis getting triple teamed, you know, in the post or whatever. So, you know, that one was one probably only the people in the timeout know that that happened. But, you know, it's just one of those lessons that you learn, you know, as a kid and, you know, those coaches, you know, lead – you know, Coach Brandon teaching, you know, me that lesson and, you know, don't talk back your coaches yeah. trust your coaches be patient yep yeah. um, you know that that one was a good that was a good story And later on that day this this kind of gave us confidence moving forward um, we beat be withful uh, to go to state um, um, withful had a really good team probably a little more talented than us um, the whole story goes full circle because Lee draws up a screen the screener play underneath uh, tie game. And I go screen for, for Brandon. He comes off. Everybody goes with him. And then you know the screener slips. <laughs> and I made the, the, the little jump shot. Should have been a layup, so but I turned it into winner. a jump shot. They had the game winner, so it kind of went full circle. <laughs> um for those that are at the game. So yeah. there's like there's still time left. We're up to there's still time left. They have to go the length of the court. They throw it in the Trey Smith from George With, a really good player. He throws it up from half court, makes it. And then you know they won the game. They're celebrating. Ref comes in, waves it off. Oh, cool. Said so he said so he steps uh, steps on the sideline. Stepped on the sideline. Stepped line. on the sideline before he shot it. So that was uh, a that, that was, was a, at Castlewood. that was at Castlewood GM. Yeah. Yes, we had all tons of classic games there, and you know just like a lot of memories and lessons lessons yep. learned there.
1: I think a lot of people like in our age range has a lot of memories playing at Castlewood growing up. I like think yep. those like terrible tournaments yep. and stuff. I know my wife; she was uh, there all the time playing tournaments, and I did some too. Um, so, you know, during these AAU days, uh, or travel wall days, were you also, like, when you moved up to, did you go to Gladespring Middle School? Yeah. And then, like, did you play middle school basketball there? Yeah, so we,
0: we started off, um, it was eighth grade only, I started off on eighth grade, and then he pulled, uh, Coach Poole pulled all of us up, I think we did, like, half the season, and then he pulled all of us up to, to, JV. to JV. So, uh, you go to Patrick Cooney High School,
1: and who's the JV coach at this So, time? it's uh,
0: John Kaywood, oh. John Kaywood, who ends up being the head coach later, and I end up coaching with um, for a year. So, John
1: Kaywood, he's a friend of mine. Uh, I teach with his wife at, at Damascus, and we've uh, t- had, had a lot of conversations about basketball over the years. Um He's a fiery guy.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. was, that was the word cool. I was thinking in my head. Yeah. Coming in there as a as an eighth grader to Coach Kwood, yeah. Coach Poole, I mean, it's just like DJ Lasley was on staff. <laughs> there at that time too and it was like man this is this is real this is serious? Of guys. yeah i just remember those like those practices it seemed like we always went late so it was dark you know and it was just like intense i don't know and you PH grew is, up quit
1: yeah and PH's gym it's dark yeah it's like, dark it's anyway yeah. yeah yeah so you're on jv with coach kwood you have any just you know stories of uh, playing with coach Kaywood? Uh, is that, you know, as I said, he's a
0: fiery guy. I mean, he is a no-nonsense guy. Oh, no nonsense. And he knows. I mean, he knows the game. Yeah, I mean, JV. I think the JV was talking in during the huddle or something, and then the next practice, you know, you're on all four, do, you know, doing army crawls and <laughs> yeah, across the gym, and it's like I mean, it was it was intense, but it was it was good. I've got some good ones on him as as he comes in later, but you know, that first year. Uh, on eighth grade was just it was a little bit of a it's a little bit of a shell shocking experience. But. So was you still with uh pool? Yes, yeah, so we were. Yeah, so we were all on eighth J-B. grade as, as as JV. I don't think we we're very very good. Um, that next year, as freshmen, Coach Poole took up. He took Adam up as a freshman, Travis Brandon, and Jordan Calloway. Who came? Madin. He took those three up on varsity and actually started them. Really? They, yeah, they started as freshmen. And he left me and a couple other ones down, and you know, like I kind of got to, you know, not be the man, but you know, be able to learn, have a to bigger role, have a bigger role on the team, and be able to, you know, you know, do some post moves and stuff inside. And, and it was good for Talby and Jack and Travis and some of those other guys that we had on our team to to learn how to, you know, play a different role just in case you're in that situation.
1: So you know, me and Shane, we both you know obviously coached at PH um, for uh a few years and you know i not not being biased but i love the gym at ph even though it's dark and most of your washington county schools are loud just the yes. way they're built and just i you know i don't know if it's the block walls or whatever but like you know coach pool having the varsity program you know as you moved into varsity were the games pretty packed at ph and like yes. where they just loud. Like even it was. If it's loud. not that
0: crowded. It is loud yeah, in there. You it can't... was loud. Uh, that was back when you know the student sections had the newspapers during the starting lineups for the other team, <laughs> yeah. and they put them up. Yeah. And there were some pretty good little traditions there. You know to, that we had going on stuff that they I don't even think they can do now, but um, definitely had some intense games. You know, Coach Pool was Coach Pool coached Calvin Talford at Castlewood. Yeah, and uh, you know, well respected, and you know, we were, we were really lucky to have him. We didn't think that at the time, but, you know, looking back on it, you know, we were lucky to have him. He had, with with him, it was just the, it was just the practices and how demanding they were and how long they were. (laughs) Like if there was a snow day, there was no doubt we're practicing. There was no doubt we're going to be there for probably four hours. (laughs) And, uh, Maybe five, depending on Adam and Travis's mood, because that's if if Travis and Coach Poole start going at it, that was Coach K K would say that's like two immovable forces, you know, going at it and and both get a little stubborn. But there was one snow day where like the heat was out in the gym, and I'm thinking, okay, you you know, we've got our hoodies on, we ain't gonna be here long. He rolls in this little care seat heater <laughs> and sits at a half court. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to be here forever. So, did you have to take like little
1: breaks to get
0: home hud- hud- Yeah, a yeah, beer? yeah. It, <laughs> oh God, it was bad, but you know, really, really, he got a lot out of us,
1: man. Yeah. But, Coach Poole, I, I had a story. Uh, it was whenever I actually applied out, out in Washington County, um, I applied for the John Battle girls job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went in. And coach pools in the interview, you know, and you know, he's just a legend to me. And I don't think I'd ever actually, you know, talk to him in my life. He's quite the presence. Yes, it's a presence. I mean, (laughs) I was what, 20, 24, 25, applying to be a varsity head coach. And I mean, I felt, and actually, uh, I think Lasley may have been interviewing me too. And that one, I went interviewed for several. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was just a presence that I was, it was intimidating. Yeah. Just being there. And he actually ended up, uh, my wife had an interview with him, uh, oh, wow. for the teaching job at John Battle. Um, and you know he was the one that uh interviewed her too. Yeah. So. Well,
0: he, he'd never admit it, but we got a few over over past him. Um, you know he's old school. He didn't like, you know, we all watched the NBA and stuff, and he didn't like fancy passes. He, you know, behind oh, the yeah. back, none of that was all. You know, that was all off limits. So, you know, you know, being dumb kids and stuff, you're trying to find something to pass the time in those those long practices. Mm-hmm. So, but. About once, maybe once or twice a year, we'd come in. I remember sophomore year specifically, we'd say, all right, we're going to have a behind-the-back practice today. Like are like, what? Like, we're going to see how many times we can throw a behind-the-back pass before Coach Poole just loses his mind. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he'd let one, you know, one, you know, would slip or whatever, and then, you know, about two or three, all right, on the line, you know. It was
1: even one, because, you know, this is how me Shane grew up at council, you don't have anything – Flashy at all? Oh right? no! No, you know, he looked like, the same. Everybody coach the pool. same. Yeah, it was Coach Pool one that even if you threw the behind the back pass and it was a great pass and someone scored,
0: it still they yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. And I,
1: I'm like that too because I grew up in a system like that. You know, I mean, Shane did. Yeah, but. he uh,
0: he he turned us into men in those practices. And then the thing about him was in the games he would he would kind of let you go. You know what I mean? Like practice, yeah. he would had control of every little thing. And was hard on you and pushed you. But in the games, he he you know, he kinda of just let you play and yeah. then he'd go critique, you know, he'd critique later or whatever. Yeah, so that was awesome. kind of you know, you knew game night, you can relax a little bit and play. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. So that was, you know, just some of these stories
1: you, you got moved up to varsity, your sophomore year, mm-hmm. and what type of success did you all have? So with?
0: that year we start winning. I think we had a winning record that year, probably probably PH's first in a while at, at that time. Um, So we start developing a winning culture there, and then junior year, we really turn it on. Um, We won the John Battle Tournament junior year, and that kind of gave us momentum. I think we beat Honecker. Was that the one they had at the beginning of the year? It's also at the beginning, yep. We beat Honecker in that one and got a lot of confidence. Um, Who was on that Honecker team. Man, bo- a Bostic, one of the Bostics. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know what I get out of me. Mean? I can't. Year would that, have been? that would have been oh o 0405 o four o five. They were pretty good.
1: And I had uh, Tyler Hall. Or...
0: Yep, that sounds familiar. Yeah, they they, had, they had DJ Hall. Some... Yeah, I mean Logan, 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 Logan Ball, Logan I mean, team.
1: yep. But uh, anyways, but okay. yeah,
0: so yeah, I mean, they started beating some good teams. We beat uh, George With at home that year. Um, Weeks. It was like eighty-three to seventy-five or something. We hung eighty-three on Georgia. So with. so, we had so pH
1: at this time is in region C, right? Yes, and you're in
0: still the Hogo yes, district. Yes, we're in the Hogo. And who who are who's in the Hogo during that time? Yes, the so battles in Lebanon. Battles in battle, it. battle Lebanon, George with Holston, Treat, yeah, Chihualli. It was so it's pretty big. It's, it's it's a big district. Was Northwood in it? Northwood, yeah, Northwood. Yeah. So, so who
1: was uh you know your junior year y'all start winning? Who was your biggest? Rival or do you like remember a, an intense game? Oh,
0: man. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, we beat George with, but that one wasn't like, it was a little unexpected. It wasn't like, you know, it's packed out because it was going to be a great game. We kind of, because at PH, we beat them. Um, we were ranked top 10 in the state um uh, after that for the rest of the year. But it was, it was Lebanon that year. They had Brian Sexton, Matt Gilmer, uh Drew Short. Yep. Uh, they, they, had a, they had a really good team. Bron Stacks and shout out on the podcast. Exactly. Yo, oh, yeah, he was he was a very good player, and Coach Poole made me guard him so Travis wouldn't get in foul trouble. <laughs> so uh, he towered over me. But um, this one, that when I think of like the atmosphere and yeah, you, know, uh, you know, pH being loud in one game, it's it's what I call the pool party game. Uh, and Lebanon started that on Virginia preps on the message board. Virginia preps, <laughs> yeah. man. Another shout out. So this yes. is when the message board started getting going. Yeah, I think yeah. it was a, a very popular <laughs> when you were in high school. I, <laughs> I have a personal story about that too, but you tell yours. Okay. Shit. So, you know, Coach Pool was a big, y'all stay off Virginia
1: preps now, <laughs> you know. But you had to get on your
0: old desktop. Yeah, so I, yeah. It yeah. wasn't on your phone. Exactly. So so Lebanon guys get on there and they start talking trash and – they're saying, we're coming to PH and we're bringing the pool party, P-O-O-L-E, yeah, you Randy know, Poole's. to you all, for, for, for you know, for Randy Pool And he, they call out each player and call out Brandon and knock your tongue back down your throat and snot head. We're going to hit you like we hit Kelly Nichols in football and blah, blah, <laughs> you know, whatever. So it's kind of getting us hyped. So they all show up. Um, they had floaties, noodles, <laughs> the whole thing, man. They were standing like it was. <laughs> It was intense. So they came to your gym. They came to it's our gym and, like, Mecha Maniacs kind of brought it. But we, you know, we've been hyping it up to, you know, all the kids in the school, too. So yeah. we had a good student section, both standing, both chanting. Um, you know, they ended up they ended up getting us, but it was a good game. I think they got us but 10 or 12, but that was – that atmosphere that that was that's hard to that was hard to top right there
1: yeah i had a personal story virginia prep shane you know what story i'm about to tell yeah, i remember you getting in some trouble yeah <laughs> i was uh, you know you know me i'm a diehard you know high school basketball fan and yeah. i was probably in what fifth or sixth grade i guess and i'm in library class at council elementary and I logged on to Virginia Preps. I forgot my name. I had some, you know, crazy yeah, name on you know. there. And I got on there, and I was just blasting people. I, I was probably cussing. Yeah. I don't know. And I got caught. Oh. And it was by the time stamp. You know, she, or the librarian caught me by the time stamp. She's like, well, this is at 117, yeah. Yeah. and you're in library class. Oh, yeah. That's good. Virginia Preps, it brought out the worst. Thing what, was the,
2: what was the kid from Northwood that was always so popular on there? That was – John Trueblood. Trueblood, yes. Was that around the same time? That was
0: with... the exact same time, and I'm gonna tell you why, and I'm gonna tell the podcast why. That was from a, a PH guy named Levi Thomas, who kind of got that going. We played a little ball with Trueblood over at Northwood stuff, I think, and he was a good player. But I think Levi kind of overhyped it or whatever, and just like you know, took it to the next level with with, with, with you know what kids do on. On a Virginia Press, but it, it, well, we got it got carried away.
2: Yeah, yeah. said <laughs> yeah. so I "Well, I, I didn't. We didn't know. I didn't personally know a lot about the Regency, just because it seemed like it was a million miles away yeah. to me. Right. You probably yeah. some way, just because Region D, you never really saw a lot of those schools. But when I always, for the rest of my life, when I hear Northwood." That's the only person I think of is that the that true bloodhound. <laughs> <hay> yep. <laughs> that, was, for that
0: was a PH guy that got that one going. <laughs> that one's new to me. I don't really. Yeah, remember I, that.
2: I very vividly <laughs> remember that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, at that, you were talking about that pool party game. Something that I thought was kind of different, you know, at PH when I was coaching, like, was like each side at PH when I was coaching, like, you would have half and half of the fans.
0: Did you yes. all have that? Yes. You yeah, like, same, same. the parents sit behind the bench yeah. and then the students sit across to the right Yeah. face. Yeah, and it's just the kind of stagger. That's yeah, how it's it. it's one I of the things kind of been like that. Yeah. I've it's
1: it's very it's just different, you mm-hmm. know. Um and I guess uh during those days I, I'm also partial to I love those old wooden bleachers in gyms. Mm-hmm. I guess y'all had the We had the wooden wooden yep. bleachers. They seemed louder and yeah. probably less comfortable too, I'd say. Right. Yeah. But so your junior year, um one question I also had, where, where's Lee Brandon? Is he still at the central office? Yeah. He, he's not on the staff. no, anything? no, he's at his central yeah. office. I think he's assistant superintendent okay. at the time. Yep. Uh, so your junior year, what was kind of the end result of that? Year? So we went
0: 18 and six, uh, which was really good at that time for pH. And, uh, uh, end up losing the district tournament semis to George With, yeah, a team we'd beaten earlier. They end up beating us at Mary. So that was Put time, us out. At that, that
1: time, which is, you know, how it is now, which is great, two teams went. Only two. Yeah. Yep. Who two won the district tournament So, with so it was Levin and
0: there. George With. I don't know who won that year. They both, they both went. The they top both went. But, yeah, that's two really so that's good ton, teams. Uh, yeah. I mean,
2: you think there was, what, probably <coughs> eight schools in the whole yeah.
0: yeah, and then Shoahawie wasn't bad. They had Larmer and Finner. In, in that bunch going yeah. too. So, that, I mean, Hogo was, tough Hogo was kind of tough. Tom.
1: So, after you lost out your junior year, you all had an untimely coaching chain drop?
0: That's right. Um, yeah, it wasn't the, the best timing, but I know Coach Poole had been working towards getting his administration and wanting to get into administration and be a principal, and he got offered the John Battle um, assistant principal job. Uh, going into our senior year. So we, you know, he, ca- he came over here and he you know, brought his son and we were working, you know, so long for this final yep. senior year. And then here you are with this offer. I, I know it was difficult on him and Adam and, and the entire family, but, you know, it was, I think it's too good of an offer for him to pass up. And he took that principal job and, uh, you know, he didn't leave us high and dry or anything. He, you know, something he had to do. And uh, we're just kind of sitting there wondering, you know, who's, who's going to be our coach? We didn't know he was, you know, right there under our nose the whole time. You know, we're thinking, who are we going to get? Holston's coach? We're we going to who are we get? So then, you know, Coach Kaywood gets the job, and you know, very intense, you know, really intense guy. But it was kind of, you know, he was more of a players' coach. He's a little more personable, um, one-on-one than than Coach Poole was. And then Coach Pool had that 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 air about him yeah but coach k was, was personal and, and you know i love that he came to me first thing he said he said all right we gotta get you shooting the three i was like what <laughs> I, was like, I can't shoot i was like no we gotta get you shooting the three you know everybody's doubling down travis let's get you stretching the floor so, so you were like so i loved it at that time. yeah i was a stretch four. that's what he wanted you to be was yeah a yeah so he you know you know coach Poole was kind of you know post players don't shoot jump shots yeah. they stay inside whatever and that was fine. But, yeah, he, he kind of turned. So, I love it. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do some
1: threes. So, you talk know? about Coach K. for the a little bit. Um, where where did he play at growing up like in high school?
0: Yeah, so he played at Northwood. Uh, he was a really good player at Northwood. And he went to uh, UVA-wise and played on some some pretty good teams at UVA-wise. Um, really good player. And we had had him as a JV coach, so we were comfortable with him, you know, it's, it, it was it was the best move that could be made at that yeah. time at you know after Coach Poole leaving. Did uh was Adam still did he stay at so the stayed. Okay. Adam stayed, but we had two starters who didn't uh, for various reasons. Uh, our our point guard, Travis Irvin, um he had some things going on where he couldn't play that year. And then Jordan Callaway, who had started since a freshman, probably the best pure shooter on the team, uh his dad took a job in Florida. Uh, and he goes down to Florida with Dang. his dad, so it's kind of like, oh man, this yeah, is that's, yeah, that's you know, so you crazy. have a
1: successful team and you lost coach and two
0: players. Yeah, here off we are, nothing, no turmoil. It no, just, no, uh, just, just circumstances. Just life happens, you know. Yeah. And here we are with you know so you, new head coach and two new starters and yeah. some new roles and yeah, you know, and you know we worked our whole you know whole lives for you know for this and you know we were we were all about sports, man. You know, I don't know what kids do now whatever but we didn't drink we didn't smoke we it was basketball and uh you know any any free moment we had we were playing basketball we'd go to the beach my parents would take us to the beach uh myrtle beach you know maybe go to the teeny bopper clubs the thing to do but we went to the street court (laughs) like we wanted to go with the old guys of the street court and and, uh and, and play and get better so a lot was put into this and you know we were kind of determined not to not to let all these things screw it up. So, it was, uh,
1: you and Brandon and Poole and all those guys, were you all also playing b- football and baseball too during uh, that
0: time? They, Travis played baseball. Adam and I don't we didn't play baseball, but we all played football. And, and you know, like I said, I was a better football player than basketball. I was a tailback, rushed for 1,000 yards my senior year, 10 touchdowns. Uh, we had some good years in football too under Tim Johnson was our coach. And, so he's the one that later went to North? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, Neil's son. And, you know, we had some good football teams. So, we, you know, we were all about sports and stuff. But here we are, senior year, and, you know, Coach K would coming in and uh, it, it, he brought, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but he, Coach K would hired John Odom as his assistant yeah. that year. So, um, uh, Coach Odom was with him. So, we, we wasn't have, he up at the middle school? He's at, he's he is at, was at the middle school yeah. that year, came that year. Yeah. So, and then uh, Jimmy Brown, who's the head at, girls coach at Abingdon. He was the JV coach. So you had three. That was, a, that was a pretty solid Yeah, stat, I mean, man. yeah. So we were in good hands.
1: Yeah. So, you know, talk a little bit about that season then, like maybe some games and just, you know. First, like, you know, I know you talked about Georgia, Georgia with being a pretty yeah. big rival in Lebanon. Yeah. You know, PH and Holston right now are, you know, very, very big rivals. Did you have any tough games with
0: Holston? All right, so we had tough games, yes. But I think we were more Holston's rival, you know, then, then, you know, ours was George with an and Holston's was ours. We didn't lose to Holston. We never lost to Holston. Now, we, did we get lucky a few times on some <laughs> some shots and stuff late? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, we never lost to them. Um, who were some of their uh, top players? Do you remember any, uh, any of them? Michael Thomas was one who went all through elementary and middle school with us at PH. And he transferred over to Holston and was a really good football and basketball player. Um, they had Nathan Farmer. Um, I mean that you know good run of athletes over there. Uh, I work with Michael Thomas now. Now, Do you really? Yes, yeah. Uh, I love Mike. Oh, he's a great guy, great guy. Yeah, we went all through school together, and then he ends up over there. He was he's tough to deal with. But since you mentioned Holston, you know I got a good one on that senior year, and 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 hitting a big shot to beat them. Um, we were down two with the ball at Holston. Um, maybe. Five or six seconds left, and Coach K would call a timeout. He was drawing up a play, and uh, Coach K would confirm this the other day. At, near the Near the end of the timeout, uh, Coach Odom, John Odom, said, hey, don't you want Jack in? Our buddy Jack Morgan's a pretty good shooter. I think he was out because we were on defense or whatever. Said, don't you want Jack in? Coach K was like, yeah, 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 hurry, somebody, in. Like, last second, got him <laughs> in. Well, play, I think, was drawn up for Adam, um, which is probably who should take the last shot for us. He hit big half-court shots, all kinds of stuff over Holston in the past. Well, they come and they double him off like a ball screen. He gets doubled. Jack's man leaves him. Pull kicks it to Jack, and Jack hits a walk-off buzzer beater really? three. So uh, and Holston. Save late. <laughs> big O. Big O with the save late. Uh, I, I think that was – you know, he came through for so us. that was at Holston. That was at Holston. Yeah, and that was wild. And then, yeah, their parents got a little wild and rowdy. And we had – I don't know. We had – Police escort out of there. <laughs> so yeah, it, there was, there was always something going on in these little hogo rivals. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: and, that, and that's another gym. You know, just like I said, all the Washington County schools. It's just a loud gym. They are loud. Is yeah. there or or, or whatever. Uh, so in your senior year, you know, K at the helm. Uh, what was kind of the the finishing results? And so, you we, have any good ones on Kwood?
0: Yeah, I got some. I got some on him. We we went sixteen and ten. We had a good year. Um, we, we split with Joe Howie during the regular season and had a really good win-or-go-home semifinal game with them in the district tournament. We beat them in the semifinals. Um, then we, we had George With in the district championship. And, you know, we had the history, the AAU history, the, you know, everything with, with them, you know, and, and this, you know, this was our year to get them. Uh, it was back and forth. Our, our buddy, Toby Edmondson, uh, another guy who didn't start the year before came into this, you know, more important role. He had the game of his life, man. He hit six threes. He's hitting it off like he's he's shooting it and it's bouncing up and hitting like the wire up top and like bouncing in and like just, <laughs> you know, unconscious. Um, Tim Hayes calls it um, – he, he says it's a story that was never written. Edmondson leads PH to Hogo really? title. Yeah, he still says that every time we bring up that game because um, – we we end up losing on a half court shot to George Witt really? District Championship. Our Where was year. That? At Marion. At Marion, yeah. Dang. It was it was tied. They had to go length of the court. They said a little cross screen and Derek Davis got it on the run and just kinda went, you know, in rhythm, went into it, banked it in. And
1: bank three, bank and three to, the lose, to, to lose
0: the district championship. And you know we'd never been so ticked off to go get a runner-up trophy. <laughs> yeah. So and then so Coach Kaywood comes in the locker room after that game. You know we're devastated. I mean it's you know, we worked for that forever, and he comes in. Great game, man! That was a classic. Good job, guys! I tell you what, that was an all-time Hogo classic. We're ready for the region, boys. Nobody can beat us, and we're sitting there like, Coach, I can see doing that. <laughs> we're done, you know. So we're going to the region. And it's probably the first time since like the '80s that PH's boys were going mm-hmm. to the region tournament. So you know we still had a chance to. But so just, he was was he being sarcastic? No, no, he, no really he, was. he was he was trying to keep us yeah. in it because yeah. he knew we were he probably knew deep down that we were done yeah. after that 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 suck the life out of us. So we go on to Perry McClure was our draw. So we had to travel to Perry McClure. They were always really good during those days. Yeah, yeah, they were well coached. Um, they end up beating us over there. Like I said, we, we kind of not that we checked out, but we just we had nothing else to give. Yeah. After that. Um, out of you. Adam Gilbert, who's the head girls coach at Perry McClure, has won some state championships. Yeah. He played on that team. Uh was a really good player for them. So yeah, that's that's tough, tough way to go out for
1: sure. Um, so you know, that's something that whenever I was mentioning was at PH, uh, I want to say the last district championship was in 87 yes, or 86 it Is was
0: that, and i think that was the southwest district i don't yeah. think it was the hogo and it was stacy poston yeah Who's a principal at northwood and, and some, yeah some i talked of to mr poston
1: on the phone about about that we was trying to get them back uh, to honor them so yep um you all you know after that game you know your career's over um you you actually didn't win the district regular season or anything during Mm-mm. those years no. just great teams just right yeah it's good yeah it's loaded, and they loaded. And so, you know, you, you lose your last game at PH, and what what was your next decision, I guess? Like, you, you know, you've talked a little bit about you as a player. You know, we've talked about
0: Adam Poole. He was a thousand-point scorer, right? Yeah. And, and Brandon and was, was too. Yeah, Adam scored a point thousand. Point Travis scored a thousand. Uh, Travis is the all-time leading scorer at PH. Yep. Uh, so, I played with you know, two guys in my class. They're not the top two in the school history. I think they? Blake Mellinger is Mellinger. right behind Travis. Yep. Who's the head coach at UVA Wise. Yep. Okay. So, so, yeah. So, I, it was playing with two 1,000-point scores. You know, you kind of have to know your role. And it was, you know, it was to get them the ball. It was yep. to, you know, be the role player, do the do the dirty work. Yep. And uh, be scrappy. So, like I said, I was, I was six foot tall, and everybody ended up catching up to me. But. <laughs> I kind of – I prided myself on skill and, you know, footwork and having good post moves up and under. Everybody wants to block the six-foot tall guy, so just throw two pump kicks and, you know. So what was your
1: thought process moving forward then after you lost out? um, You know, tell everybody about, you know, going to college. And, like, was you in your mind thinking that you wanted to try to play?
0: Yeah. Play college basketball? Yeah. Yeah, I still wanted to play. I thought about playing football. Don Montgomery and Emory, he wanted me to come play football. There, but you know, my love was basketball, and really, Coach Kaywood was influential in in saying, "All right, let's sit down here and let's look at some, you know, let's look at the AAC conference, let's look at Wise's conference, let's look and see, let's look at these teams and see, you know, who needs what and who's got this and that." So we start looking around, and and uh, somehow Bluefield comes up, and we send stuff into Bluefield, and yeah, I, I end up getting a phone call from Steve Harden, who was the JV coach at Bluefield. He's now the head Coach at Lees McRae and got a really good program at Lees McRae. He calls me and uh, he actually invited uh, Adam and I, Adam Poole and I down to Bluefield on a little visit. We both played well. I thought Adam was, was going to come, come with me. Um, he ends up not playing. Uh, he goes to Emory. But, yeah, I end up at, at Bluefield College. So, like uh... – Whenever you went to Bluefield,
1: did you also have intentions at that point of going into teaching? Like was that something that you'd already
0: Yeah, you know, I had up? such a we had such a good experience in high school, you know, our whole friend group and uh you yeah, had such good coaches. I was like, you know, I thought that was kind of my calling. Yeah. I saw I thought I you know, I wanted to play, you know, you're at that age, you just want to keep playing and yeah. playing and playing.
1: You don't think too deeply about coaching. <laughs> yeah, know, you, just, you know you love the experience of the the high school experience and stuff, but yeah,
0: yeah. So you go to go play JV at Bluefield, and we had a good team. Um, you know, the varsity team was loaded, uh, and he had like there's like 15 kids on JV that were all pretty good from from you name it. I mean, from Cleveland to you know to wherever uh, to Florida. So we we had a pretty good team. Uh, I was team captain on that JV team as a freshman. Had a pretty good season. Uh, kind of found like a role, you know, like I said, I was a post player. I'm here in college trying to, yeah, you know. A six foot. <laughs> yeah, six foot post player. So, like I said, everybody wants to block that guy. So, those they'll come pump fakes, share the ball, be, get on the floor, you know, do, do those things and there's room for you on, on any team. So, that was that was kind of my role there. And we played a fun system. Coach Coach uh, Harden, he had us pressing and, you know, he platooned five in, five out and we shot the ball and, uh, we had a we had a fun thing about j v is there's so many varsity games and then coach harden helps with the varsity and they traveling and all this like we didn't really even have to practice that so much. Just gonna, yeah. like, like we we made a little facebook group called uh we talked about <laughs> practice and we just you know we get on there and crack jokes and stuff because really we just play games and it was a blast and we yep. play you know other teams jv we played Juco all that and that was some fun times. Uh, Now,
1: uh, haven't you told me, was uh, uh, Omar Reed at
0: at Bluefield? He was, yeah. So, Omar. Juice Reed. So, he was on varsity, right? He was on varsity. He went to Bluefield to play baseball. Um, I didn't know that. Juice will tell you he wasn't a great high school basketball player. I mean, he'll tell you that. He was kind of a late bloomer into that. And he's there to play baseball. And Coach Gillespie sees him in the gym, you know, playing pickup stuff and Next thing you know, he's a he's a freaking NA all American. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's player played, of the year and yeah. all that. Played and at Tazewell hospital. Played at Tazewell. And uh so those type of players are on the varsity. And then me and you know, some other <laughs> guy, we were on the JV. So uh, you know, at the end of that first year, Coach Gillespie, who is now the head coach at King, um, he calls everybody in, does individual player meetings. Um the vibe I got was you know, you could play you can be on the team, you know, you can eventually be on the varsity team here. He said, but, you know, 5'11 post player, you got to understand, you're not going to, yeah. you know, be in valuable minutes. What do you want to do? What can I do to help you with your career? And, you know, I said, well, I want to get to teaching and coaching. He said, well, you can be a student assistant on staff. He said, and start learning ropes. And he yeah. said, you could get a you could get a coaching job at an earlier age if you go ahead and start, you know, getting into it now. So, I
1: think that's a, that makes a sense. huge avenue for no. coach whether you're going to go into no, I mean
2: Ty Compton is yes that's the prime example five-ball. right there yep he yep. started he played he was the same deal he actually was who got me to come to Poggle to play for the JV team because he was taking over the JV at that time and he had just became right a student assistant and yeah, now some, <laughs> some
1: listeners might not know our co-host <laughs> Shane <Yeah.
2: Presley. laughs> Spent some time, yeah. Shane. Yeah, limited time. <laughs> national <laughs> champions that year too. Yeah,
1: yeah Shane went to Parkville. Uh, we graduated, was it 2011, and they yeah. won the national the championship. National you like got wow. the gear, and yeah. This, That's awesome. this, like you played just a few games, and then you got hurt yeah. or something. No, nah, like uh, it was <laughs> for for
2: me. It, it was just an overwhelming experience to have to go to do all the stuff that the varsity team was doing because we were. In the same practices, and I was right. like, "This, this ain't for me." You know? It smacked you in the mouth. Yeah, I mean, I got six foot eleven guys that played at Nebraska right. that are transferring in, and I'm, you know, having to live up to the same athletic standards they are, and I'm like, "This ain't me." Yeah.
0: we had some good teams at Bluefield. Um, we played Auburn. That was actually my first game on staff that year, and we played at Auburn. Uh, huh. Jeff Lebo really? was the head coach. Yeah, Coach Gillespie and Jeff Lebo coached together at Tennessee Tech, and I'll show you the score. It, they only missed by like twelve. Like it was one of those huh. where we're probably not going to get our check if we if we beat yeah. them. So, uh, you know, again, like really good, really good teams, really good experience coaching with Coach Gillespie and, and Coach Hard. You know, I didn't do a lot of coaching, but I learned. You know, yeah, I, I got a, I got to learn. And in my senior year, Richard Morgan comes in. Um, and Coach Morgan, uh, he was played at UVA. He's an ACC legend and played at UVA. Uh, really good, really good player, and he brings in Mr. Jennings with him. Hmm. So I, I kind of got to stay on cool. with them yeah. and and help that year uh, and learn a lot from them. And and so and then that year, helping them a little bit, and I got my first job, I guess, real coaching job at Graham Middle um, as the eighth grade coach at Graham. So what was that like? Uh,
1: like, were you living in blue? Like, had your own place? Yeah, so I, I was time, still a student. Yeah, just so a single was, guy, or yeah, hey.
0: just a guy living in apartment E three in Bluefield <laughs> with two other guys, and and you know, you know, still like, you know, doing what dumb kids do, but was kind of a little mature for my age, I guess. And I was ready to start teaching and coaching. And, you know, that was the teaching job
1: at Graham too, whenever you went there.
0: No, i was still in school doing uh, like the, you know how you do like the field experience stuff and, you know, like the, um, not necessarily student teaching, but you gotta go do the hours. So I was doing all that there. And, uh, coach Carlock, uh, who Patrick Wade wanted me to make sure to speak highly of. Yes. (laughs) He had me, uh, (laughs) asked me to do his middle school and, 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 uh, I did some behind the scenes stuff at Bluefield with Coach Morgan, and then did middle school kind of as my main job. So year. I guess that's the team you always remember that first. Oh little yeah, I mean, years. and they were great. They were so much fun. Um, I think we had a we, we had a winning record, uh, you know. But that stuff, it really didn't matter. I remember, you remember those kids? And yeah. Still like text with some of those kids and see some of those kids out. And I remember. I let I let the kids come up with the warm up music. Like you don't think of stuff when you're you know, your first year. I'm like yeah, y'all just give us something good and play it. And <laughs> you didn't they, did, they did not do the editing. <laughs> so the uh, I think Lee uh, Junior Lee Salyers was the assistant principal there at the time, and he officiates now. But uh, yeah, we were no music the rest of the year after first night. So the first time. So we had to warm up to Yeah, we had to warm up the dead silence. Here I am trying to create this atmosphere. And, and I was like, yeah, okay, that one's on me. Yeah, I, I've had
1: that experience too. You, you never trust the kids with the warm up music nope. without pre screening. Nope. <laughs> I think every coach has, has got a bit like that before mm. at some point. So um, uh, you,
0: how long did you spend at Graham then? So it was that one year. Just one year. Yeah, it was that one year. And then the next year, um, I'm going to go do my student teaching at pH and Glade Mill. Okay. Yeah. So, which leads me to pH and helping, uh, coach with So that had to be just a full circle experience. Yeah. You know, you get, like oh, being all so the way excited. in Bluefield and then get to come back home. Yeah. And... So, you, you know, I wanted to come back after that first year, you know, you, you kind of go off to college or whatever and you're ready. You're like, I got to get back home. But it, it was kind of, I don't know, this ended up being good for me to go away for a little bit and then come back and, uh, Oh, I was super excited, you know, to be with Coach Kaywood and to coach the JV team. So at that point, did you get a teaching job too? Uh, so I'm student teaching that first semester, and end up end up long term subbing the second. Okay. Uh, Mike Compton left as uh, at, during that second yeah. semester, and uh, I got his PE long term sub. So okay. really, everything was kind of working out really well. That time for me.
1: So you were head JV under Coach Kaywood. Yes, yes. And yes. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about you know that season.
0: Yeah. So really, uh, help, helping Coach Kaywood as you know varsity assistant, I learned a lot about you know you, you do this college stuff and you see that and it's you know there's a lot of X's and O's involved, but you you know y'all know how to you have to be creative with what you got. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all and y'all know more than anybody coaching at small schools and yep. stuff. So I learned, you know, from Coach Kaywood how to be creative. And I don't think he gets enough credit, you know, for what he's done as far as like game planning and stuff. You know, he's not afraid to go boxing one or triangle two. Oh, yeah. We went to Roar Retreat. We went to Royal Retreat one year and he knew that we couldn't play against their zone. He said, They're gonna stay in zone. We're holding the ball. I was like, we're gonna hold it. It's like, yes, we're holding the ball. I'm like, okay. You know, he 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 said, it's it's our best chance to win the game. That's right. So we go out there. And there's Mickey Harrison just standing at the top, just dribbling. <laughs> and their fans. Could you imagine oh, Roller yeah, true fans Tree. <laughs> all over him? Oh, man. So much respect for, you know, just how outside the box he was. And that's helped me, you know, to this day yeah. in, in game planning and stuff for the Hogo. But, but coaching the JV, uh, that was a dream. And I had a really good group of kids. Um, Dakota Jones, Tyler Stanley. Caleb Salyer, Lucas Rector, Merrick Mullins. That was our starting five. And Merrick, Merrick was on varsity at the battle tournament that year to start. And uh, Coach Gaywood said after the battle tournament, he said, we're going to put him down with this other group of sophomores and get them playing together and try to build them a little bit, which got P-Wade going when we went to the <laughs> Twin Valley tournament. And there's Merrick Mullins with us, and there's P-Wade. So, you pulled him down to varsity. We was just a varsity at battle. and That was my introduction to p He's yelling at me in the locker room. I'm like, who is this guy? I didn't know <laughs> you are. are. <laughs> and, uh, you had no idea who he was. I didn't know he was at the time. And then, you know, we end up having some little JV battles and stuff. And you know, Emory camp and stuff. We had one where the power goes out of pH. And it's like, it's totally like lovely, eight, right? eight o'clock at night. And it's getting dark. And we go into, of course, we go to double overtime because, <laughs> you know, you want the game to be over with so you can, you know, because kids can't even see, but, uh, back to those kids, man. We ended up having just an amazing year. Um, they bought in. I don't know why, but they just bought into me. Just as a young coach coming in, and um, we won the first JV championship on the boys' side that PH, PH has ever had. Really? Yeah. And may and you know I don't know. Is it the last one since? Yeah. yeah. I, I'd say it is. Yeah. Yep. And then it may be the only Hogo boys. The Hogo boys district championship because the Southwest, they, the last yeah. time they won it was the Southwest. So that was a big deal to us. I mean, that yeah. we weren't just there, you know, it's just JV. You hear that, you know, oh, it's yeah. just JV. Man, that might as well have been the NBA finals, you know, yeah. for us coaching. So we beat George With in the championship that year. And we won, uh, won the JV championship.
1: Um, you know, on this podcast, I try to reach out to several different people to get some stories. And uh, we'll talk about, this guy a little later on, even more, but Coach Fred Self, who's the varsity yep. head coach at PH right now. He's one of my best friends, and uh, he told a story. He was on varsity the year that you were coaching JV at PH. That's VH, right. Yep,
0: Fred was there. And uh, he said
1: that him and a buddy uh, had some, a pretty good battle in two-on-two with you and uh, Coach Horn. Uh, that he said, Coach Horn is that actually passed away? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Fred said that he was uh, lighting it up, and you you couldn't handle it. Oh my!
0: It's funny how, they, how the kids remember these yeah, things. Yeah. Like I do not remember that now. They, so it didn't happen. Uh, it's debatable. It's debatable. <laughs> but I would say if it did happen, Coach Horn and I probably had a late night the night before. Uh, it's the only way that he could that they could have gotten us. But yeah, I mean we lost uh, Philip. Philip Warren just, you know, he he was at Abbey, and we played against each other and uh he came as our assistant Coach Kaywood, and I that year and great guy, man. Kids loved him. Um we we lost him way too young. And then when thinking of that, another coach that I coached with, uh Will Walker, howie yeah. uh legend, man. Two good people, two guys that helped me, um, you know, no longer with us. And that's that's tough, man. And Will especially Will in in Chilhowee and how he influenced that community. Um, now, was he had he just got done playing not too long before that,
1: or what you're was talking he? about Will? Yeah,
0: Will. So Will, um, he graduated same year as me. Oh, okay. yeah, and then he came on as my uh, volunteer assistant my first year. He okay. helped me for a couple of years. Yeah, so I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he was young. Oh so yeah, yeah. He's, he's my age. So. Yep. Two two good ones right there for sure.
1: So after your one year at PH, um, you know, talk about your next transition, you know, I um, mean, you've spoke, uh, you go to Chilhowie. like, how did that unfold, and what was really the decision in leaving, you know, your alma mater?
0: Yeah, that was tough, but, you know, you're looking for a teaching job at that point. I was just a long-term sub. Yeah. You know, you're looking for anything at that point, you know, full-time, something full-time. Um, there really wasn't anything full-time there at PH, you know, which like I would have... You know, was looking at first, and you know, I I just met my wife Hillary. She she played at Chilhowee. She uh, she was on some really good teams at Chilhowee. She was kind of like me. She was a role player, um, but but they went to final fours and and had some really good teams. She's, and she's been coaching there since she graduated. And she was on that 2014 state championship team as assistant yep. coach. So so I you know I'm with Hillary, and she lets me know about this full time position, actually, how it is. It's an A, but it was a full-time. And uh, I said, yeah, I mean, w- you know, we'll look at anything here. and Applied for that, and Mike Sturgill hired me for the for the full-time A position. And, you know, they had a assistant. So, Mike Sturgill,
1: is he the principal? He was a principal, okay.
0: yep. And um, he hired me as an assistant varsity basketball coach. They had a position open. Um, they had a guy there, Chris Hale, a younger guy around my age, who I think they kind of wanted him. You know, he was probably going to be the next person after Coach Sabo. He ends up getting this job in, in Dinwiddie, coaching job and teaching job in Dinwiddie. And he leaves. So that job was open. The timing was just funny how it all worked out. And I kind of stepped into that position under uh, Coach Sabo, who who also coached with Coach Poole at Castlewood. So oh, really? kind of full circle there. Um, and, and, you know, Coach Coach Sabo, uh, definitely a legend. Indeed. So I was excited to, you know, excited to get coached with Coach Sabo. And, you know, he was on, he was near the end of his coaching and he wanted, he let me do some things. He let me make the practice plans. So how long had he been at Chill at that point? Gosh, he was, I'd say he was 15 years at Chill but he was at, you know, he was at Castlewood before that for a really long time. So was was he on the staff with Talford? Oh, he was. Yeah. Yeah. You go back and watch those films with Talford, you'll see a tall, skinny, Coach Sabo with the little mustache. In the dunk and, tape. <laughs> yeah, you'll see Coach Sabo and Coach Poole in there. So, so yeah, n- nobody could work the referees like Sabo. Like
1: he's hey, someone, I, I, you know, I don't know about you, Shane, but I don't have a lot of familiarity
0: with oh, him. That goes. name sounds familiar. Yeah, I know him, but got, I don't know You got to meet Coach Sabo. He's got some good stories on you know, those teams in Castlewood. He's won over 550 games in softball. Uh, that's that's won, where I recognize his name. He won the state championship over there at Castlewood. Um, uh, he's a legend in coaching, you know. But I always say, I think he wants to be known as a legend as a friend, a legend in friendship. And that's yeah. he's he's a super dude. And Shanghai Nichols will. Describe Sabo as heart of gold, brain of rust. But I, I like to say he's, <laughs> well, a, Shanghai, he's a legend in friendship. Yeah, Shanghai, <laughs> that's the
1: first name drop of him on here. We need to get a Oh, here. my goodness. You <laughs> couldn't fit a word in. No. Yeah, so you spent one year with him. Yep. And then uh, he was just – he kind of already, I guess, had it in his mind. He was stepping down. Yeah. Uh, taught you a lot. and um, So was it kind of midway through that year some point that you – Knew you were going to step in or apply for that head coach. Yeah, so it was in like in the spring. As uh, the hell guy, left, you said.
0: Yeah, the spring the job comes open, and, um, you know, Mike Sturgill just, <laughs> I don't know why he took a chance on a shaggy haired 24 year old kid from not even from Chill but, you know, he, he, he gave me a chance. He said he wanted me to uh, take this, do what I can do to take this program to the next level, find a way to take it to the next level. And, you know, some of the things I do kind of, I always go back to that. Okay, it's, would this be taking the program to the next yeah. level? And so that and, still and, inspired you that conversation, yeah. And you know, funny thing about him was, I swear, I don't think he remembers. Uh, he remembered that we were having an interview on the day I applied for that eight job because I walked in the office and he looked at me like, Who in the heck are you? And I'm like, I'm here for the interview. You know, it was one of those awkward moments. I'm sure he had a million things going on, but the next thing you know, and he and I become really good friends, and I'm really good friends with his with with his entire family and his, his sons and his wife is my boss right now at the alternative ed school um but yeah he he, he gave me the my first you know, uh, varsity head coaching position
1: so uh you know again i speak to a lot of people to get prepared for each podcast and um andy blevin's legend of chill howie yes uh, uh told i don't me, think his name would get mentioned yeah definitely uh, he told me some stories uh he talked about your first game uh, leading Chilhowee as a head coach. Uh, you're playing Marion. At Marion. Yeah, at Marion. And he said that you gave just an awesome pregame speech. Um, he said that basically you just went out, and and you could talk a little bit more about it, uh, but you basically sent a message of you don't care about the X's and O's, but you just want them to play hard. Mm-hmm. And Andy said that he thought that that speech, in his opinion, Set a tone for the program for the next decade. Right. You remember that speech? Yeah,
0: kind of. Yeah. Andy always reminds me of that one. Um, I think the whole thing there was um, I, I said something like we didn't want to, we didn't care about the score. We just want to shock people. Uh, I don't think people thought we'd be extremely good. Marion was loaded that year. Um, so what? You, this is probably what, 2000, this is 12, 13. 12, 13. Yep. Yeah. Um, we changed how we played a little bit. I wanted my guys to be loose. You know, you watch some of my teams, you see them they shoot a lot of threes and stuff and not necessarily run in motion every time down the floor or whatever, so I gave them all the green light to shoot. And we, we took a ton of shots in practice and, you know, worked on that. I wanted them to play loose and, and, and you know, I, I kind of – not really let them do whatever, but let them take shots on offense and knowing that we're really going to play hard and nobody's going to play harder than us in the state of Virginia and, and all that on the other end. So that, that whole speech was, we're going to shock people. And uh, we came out, we we were up like 29 to 3, or, 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 or 26 to 3 or something like that, and we lost. <laughs> we <laughs> lost that game. So that was a great start. Coach Bailey comes back and they get us, you know, but we came out. You know, oh, so I like, a Coach Chad Bailey Chad was at the man, Yeah. We're banking in threes from the volleyball line. <laughs> Bailey's calling the timeouts, you know, getting animated. I'm thinking it's just a matter of time, boys. It's just a matter of time. You know, and they made a run. But, yeah, that that whole – just that that fearless mentality, I guess, coming out and, and playing with the chip on her shoulder.
1: Was you uh, – at that point, was y'all doing the Chill Howie classic, Shane, you know, that trail three that they do? Oh, yeah, the pitch back. <laughs> yeah. The
0: pitch back, yeah. So, I definitely brought that, brought that in. I got that from the – Grinnell, team that runs the yeah. system or whatever, put a good shooter, let the good shooter inbound it, pitch it back. Yeah, you uh, can about uh, know when that's going <laughs> yeah. to you. Villanova won that, beat yep. North Carolina yep. at, in, the, in the NCAA finals. So. So,
1: talking about Chad Bailey, have you all seen on, out on Twitter that uh, I don't know if it was Ron Poss or P Wade or somebody have that uh, one of Coach Chad Bailey's, like, his arms are to the heavens. Yes, over yes, in yes, yes, yeah, over at northwood.
2: Yeah. I was
0: thinking about that picture when he said his name. Yeah, that so is much a, joy. Yeah, <laughs> he
1: does. He brings a lot of joy to
0: the game. He does. But no, Andy, talking about Andy. He Andy was he had just taken over as the J V coach that year that I came in as, as varsity assistant. And he had some ideas about how the you know, some things we can do. The program's in great hands, obviously, you know, tradition rich. Yeah program but some things you know you can do different yeah. whatever there's always some stuff every coach is going to do something different and there's always stuff you can do to improve you don't want to be complacent so <clears throat> and Andy's like making me this big long list like he's a chihuahua guy you know he's like hey here's what's going on here's what we need we do this i mean he was i don't want to say he's more excited than i was but he was he was fired up and he uh he's been with me you know from day one on you know trying to plan and And, you know, he does everything from drive the bus to games for free to, you know, to I guess the craziest thing we ever did was we – I wanted to learn more about this Grinnell system. I was talking about Grinnell. And uh, they were doing their last run and gun clinic in Grinnell, Iowa. And uh, before their head coach was getting ready to retire – and, I, you know, he's the only guy you can say, hey, you want to drive 14 hours to Grinnell, Iowa, to go Dang. to this clinic? And him say, like, yeah, let's go. Dang. So we went we went to Grinnell and uh, got his little Jeep Cherokee and drove 14 hours. And uh, their coach made fun of us for driving 14 hours. <laughs> he said, I wouldn't have drove 14 hours to go see a girl in college. I wouldn't have drove an hour to see, you know. That's awesome. And I am like, yeah, we just want to, you know, we wanted to learn. You know, we didn't want to be at work and we wanted to. Yeah, we went to clinics and stuff, and we wanted, to, yeah. we wanted to gain some knowledge. And that's a good segue. You know,
1: something that, you know, I want to start talking about is, as you said, you know, you didn't have to completely build this program from the ground up. No, absolutely um, You know, but you have – that's something, like I said, at the start of the podcast that I've admired is just how you've continued it and built different areas of it and kept it in, just in great shape. And one thing that I think is very unique about Chihuahua is – your assistants, mm-hmm. you know, me and Shane talked about it and, you know, you, you have Andy Blones, you've already mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, Ty Fry's been there now for, for quite a while, yep. you know, you have, you know, I'm sure some other names you can mention, you know, talk about just how much those those guys are meant to you and and how much it, you know, makes the program stay cohesive. I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it, it, it's a big deal. I mean, you look around all of those high schools, there's not, you know, a lot of longevity in no. the staff. And I've tried to tell that to our parents at our parent meeting beginning of the year, you know, how, you know, we have that longevity, um, you know, talk about Andy, Andy's, uh, somehow he got signed up to be like my personal golf coach somehow, and that's not fun for him, he's really good, so, you know, we're all <laughs> friends, we all golf, we all hang out together and stuff, and uh, uh, out Ty, Ty was a really good player, he led, he was at Northwood, he led the Hogo district in scoring his senior yeah, year. I remember I remember. I remember I remember Ty when he was in school. Ty right? could play. And uh he ends up getting this job at Chilhowee High School when that's a you know, immediate no-brainer yeah. hire. And you know, he's just you gotta you gotta get basketball guys on your staff, kind of like y'all's group. Like you got the job, you got him on staff. Like you want to get basketball guys on there, and then you know the kids love Ty. Ty does a lot for our program. Joey Russell is a, a is a valuable uh, asset to our program. He was a really good player at Chilhowee um in the 80s and then was at george with for for years as an assistant he was head coach for for five years so he kind of brings that veteran knowledge to you know the the staff of younger guys because he's kind of you know he's been there and he's seen it and we've got some things from coach russell that we've never done like trying to do you know we don't do it as good as those old george with teams do but like their half-court trap used to be like oh yeah you knew the half-court trap was coming to start the third quarter when you played George with, like you knew it was coming every game, but you know it it, it intimidated you. So we yeah. tried to like do a little half court trap thing, and we we're working on it and stuff. But he brings a lot, and Marcus uh, Lomans, uh, he, he's not in education. He works at, he works at, uh, he's really high up in the Bank of Marion, uh, so he can't be there as much as he wants. But he does a lot behind the scenes, and then this year I got um, where Marcus can't help as much. I got Reed Sturgill on staff, which is Mike's son. And yeah. He played for me my first year. Is he of not it. officiating? He's not. So he got out of officiating. I think Johnny wants to kill me, but uh, – because <laughs> Reed was one of the better officials. Oh, yeah. So, Johnny lost a really good official. Uh, Reed's helping me
1: and, you know. Yeah, Reed's one, like, even if you had him against Chill Howe, you're just like, man, he just knows you know, the game. And he yeah, just- he's
0: gonna, yeah, he's not going to – yeah, he's not going to make any crazy calls. So, so he's with us. And that's really special for me because, you know, coaching him and yeah. now he's on my staff is – Really cool, but yeah, it's this staff, man. That's what makes it go. It's not me and all my crazy ideas and social media and lights and all that. It's like it's the longevity of the yeah. staff and how we get along. Yeah, you do do how so they many, treat the
1: kids. Yeah, you do do so many things. You just mentioned the social media game and you know, I you know, pre-game music and just lots. Like you said, I think you all just really do a lot. Um, and you know, me and Shane, you know, whenever I took over the PH program, I've talked with you a lot about it over the years. <laughs> it's just something that. It's, and I'm not taking any anything away. It's things that it it has to be easier when you are when you're taking over a program that already has some tradition there. Right. And you know, right. like when you're trying to build something from the ground up, oh, no. you know, that's been so down, it's people tough. people got to look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough to work yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You know, like cutting the lights off when yeah. you're getting beat by 40 or 50. Know. It, you know, it's. So tough, it helps so. when the winning the winning culture is
0: yeah. already there. And then Mike you know, you exactly wants you to take it to the next level. Yeah. That's where all the other things come in. Exactly. Uh, you know, one
1: thing, uh, uh, Patrick Way bringing up his name again, but he he texted me this morning and said, I have a writing question. Uh, For the podcast, Uh, yeah, never, never a good uh, first first few words. But he said that you uh, are a fashion icon of Southwest Virginia, (laughs) and and in in my mind, I know uh, coaching against you one time, you wore the orange sport coat. Oh gosh, what's your
0: uh, what's your thought process on your your fashion? (laughs) So yeah, so I think we lost like our last five or six games wearing the orange blazer. So I'm not wearing the orange blazer anymore. (laughs) things in the back of the closet. Um, he mentioned one of all white. Yeah, he liked Dude. the boss hog all, all <laughs> white look. That was just trying to get the student section going. And you know, we had the white out. So you you know Patino does the whiteout yeah. thing just try to just you try to build that culture and I don't know. I, I, some, some people think I'm crazy, but little little things like that, if it'll translate into winning the game. Like, yeah. It, like if it'll give us the edge yeah. not saying my suit will, but getting the student section oh, to yeah. wear white. Getting them to stand, getting them to yell. It's maybe the worst we, worst
2: the Maybe we get one down.
0: more stop than we would have. Oh, I think we, a lot of
2: people don't see that. See that stuff as much. Right,
0: as right. What it is. Yeah, I think I, I might be a little misunderstood on some of those things, but you know, everything I do is to try to help us. Is to try to get us an edge to help us win.
1: And something I've noticed too that you've done over the years is, uh, you know, Chill Howie has a a rich legacy, you know, in basketball. And I feel like you've honored, you know, players that has played there in mm-hmm. the past, some legends. You know, i named some of those guys. Yeah, like Greg there.
0: Belcher. He's the chill Howie goat Greg yep. Belcher. Uh, His
1: name's on the list on the podcast.
0: Oh, Greg passed away. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Greg passed away. It was wild how it worked out. Um, he passed away shortly after we brought him in to honor him.
1: Because that was – re- was that recently?
0: That was – um that's about two, three years ago. Yeah, three okay. years ago, you were you yeah. were PH. Um, we brought him in. You know, we had a big night for him. Coach Goodwin, John Goodwin, who was his coach, uh, his sons play for his son plays for us right now. Um, he was going to honor him. He was late getting to the game or whatever. Um, long story short, they barely got to meet up, and uh, we made sure for them to have their moment. They hugged at half court. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And. When year did about he about a play? couple months later he passed away. Um, he like, played in the mid eighties uh, or early eighties. I'm sorry, early eighties. Um, they said you know if there was a three point line, yeah. he's one of those that he would shoot it from parking <laughs> lot. If there's yeah. a three point line, he'd have scored, you know, two thousand five hundred. But he's he is the you know how we go? We have his jersey retired. He's the only player shall that has his retired. So really glad we got to get that in you know yeah. before he passed. I think that's that's a, just an important thing to do is to to honor,
1: you know, the past players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, was he still living in the area too at that time? And,
0: uh, he was in northeast Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. not too far. Because right. uh, yep. that's,
1: some, you know, certain things. I guess sometimes you have people that have you – know, I know at PH I was trying to get that 86 or 87 team to come back and honor them. But a lot of them lived in Texas. and God, you know, yeah, different that's, yeah, it's uh, That's what, uh, what Coach Poston was telling me. Um, but, you know, a big, big thing uh, that I, I really want to talk about is the, you know, rich history of Chill basketball. I think a lot of it comes back to the hot box. Mm-hmm. So for the listeners out there, the hot box is uh, the nickname for Chill gym. And, you know, whenever I started this podcast, you know, a huge part of why I love just the history of our area in basketball is the environments, the gyms. Yep and all that and even you know me coaching at ph i loved playing there because it's so tight it's so compact and one thing that yeah you know i don't know i was actually trying to think shane the other day is there another gym right now in the area where you sit on the bleachers Like on on that, the bench is the bleachers. Is there another gym in the area that's like that? Not many. So, literally, like you turn around and some old lady knee, they can be in your back. (laughs) Like that is awesome to me. You know, and a lot of people may hate that. Assistant coach,
2: I can tell you, it's not—it's not
1: always pleasant when you're no. sitting on top of
2: the school. <laughs> yeah, 20 kids
1: pressed and, against yeah. you. And yeah, and again, it's it maybe an unpopular opinion to me, <laughs> but it just makes the games more exciting, and right. it just brings the crowd—they're there. They, know? Yep,
0: yep. There's certain—there's always a certain energy in there. It's, and we—we it, we got recently got a new gym floor put down, you know, in there. I'm all about keeping keeping it small. Yeah. We don't need a new gym, but yeah. we can do some upgrades. You know, yeah, exactly. in it. so,
1: it's like Cameron. You know, dude, they never need to get rid of Cameron yeah. just because. Are Let's talking quarters. about Talford. Like you
2: watch those old dump tapes mm-hmm. and all those old schools he played in. I mean, how many are actually being used now? I mean, I think Joe Howie is that's good probably yeah. the only one now wow.
1: that's. You think, like, Northwood yep. is the old one upstairs, I think he was dunking but... in Lebanon, maybe, in the dunk tape.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe Holston, too. Maybe Holston. But yeah, you know, know, most definitely. Of the, most of those schools aren't existing yep. <laughs> anymore. Yeah, and yeah, no, I may
1: be but... – you know, it's an unpopular opinion, but I would rather play at a howie as my home games than, you know, some of these great, nice gyms. like right. say Virginia or you know, Lebanon, just great, great, nice gyms. But yeah. it's just that compactness that I love. Yeah. Uh, but tell everybody – I was talking to Andy Blevins on the phone, and I know you can describe it a little better. How did it get into the name The Hot Box?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it goes back to the the 70s and 80s, I think, Um, you know, what I've heard is from former players and and coaches and stuff, I don't know if it started with Coach Goodwin, John Goodwin, or or maybe some coaches before him, but kind of got started with turning up the heat in practice and practicing in that heat. And then, and then game night, cranking the heat all the way yeah, up on teams awesome. in there. Yeah, which is something like never get away with no, doing no, that now. Either. But, like, that's <laughs> yeah. that was the thing. And that would, you know, they said that teams would just wear out, uh, you know, wear out down the stretch. Calvin Talford, um, when he was there, he, you know, talking yeah. about him a lot, he outscored Chilhowee by himself at Castlewood, right? This is the hot box for you. He outscored them by himself. They go to Chilhoe and play later. Uh, this game's on YouTube. Um, and Steven Fields, Howard <laughs> Thomas and, and and that bunch, they they run boxing one on on Calvin Towford, Chilhoey wins. I mean, he Chilhoe got outscored by one player, they win the next time they play in the hot box. Really? I mean it's just kinda like yeah. the magic that's there. And apparently it's still there because uh, early in the year, our first game we lost at Grayson. We lost by twenty six. Um, they just drilled us. And then last week, we played Grayson at home, and we, we won by seven. Yeah. So there's still some box yeah. awesome magic there. Their superintendent actually texted uh, one one of our staff members and was talking about how that – how you know, bragging on the atmosphere yeah. and how it's such a tough place to play. So, But what played. would make it even cooler, and I've got a personal story I want to share, yep. is
1: if you still had the half-moon goals. <sighs> I know. You know, for the listeners out there, <laughs> Chill Howie had to be one of the last schools for sure yeah, that's, yeah, that outside. still had, I mean, it looked like
0: just your outside goal at the yep. park Yep. and they were, they were awesome. They were like that when, when we played and then somewhere when I was in college and when, when I played in high school and when I came back to coach there, they took them yeah. down. That
1: is, that is an unreal home court advantage. So my personal story, you know, my first ever JV game, you know, I'm an eighth grader at council and Neil asset is my head JV coach. And, He may tell this story differently, but (laughs) I I do not ever. And Shane, you were on the JV. I do not ever remember Neil telling us that they have half moon goals. I I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, this is way before huddle, and we didn't have social media, and it's our first ever JV game, and we're going to Howie. and we get there, and I walk in, and I'm like, what in the world? You know, everybody's all taken or taken back because of the half moon goals, and Council JV over the years, your eighth grade, you know, I was starting eighth grade as a point guard and I was a decent little eighth grade JV point guard, but I wasn't ready, yeah. you know, and uh, we go in and, uh, you know, I'm probably making excuses of the half moon goals or whatever. And, and we're playing chill Howie's JV, you know, Jim's packed because the varsity, it was just boys. I remember in the varsity mm-hmm. game was getting their start and, you know, they're starting all 10th graders, you know, uh, and I just remember that game I probably had, like eight or nine turnovers I mean they were full court pressing I remember one time I'll never forget this I'm dribbling up the court they're pressing and I fall and I fall right in front of Neil and Neil he's rocking I got to throw him under the bus he's rocking some Indian moccasins Shane (laughs) do you remember those like I fell and I slid and I look and that's his shoes I mean they looked like straight out of you know, Native American moccasins, man. And I look up, and he's just sitting there, like, give me, give me the desk there. And uh, I, I told him it was the shoes; that they were slippery. I, I was just, you know, I guess 12, 13, dumb. But yeah, that that will always uh, haunt me. Playing my That's first good. ever, first ever JV game there. Um, but uh, another another story that I want to get to uh, is I heard you were in Atlantic City one time. Yeah. Uh, with, with some friends, and you got your wallet stolen. Is it true? That's right. I don't know why
0: we're talking about this, but, <laughs> but, but like everything, you know, I guess in my life, it always goes back to basketball. Yeah, you... There's a way it goes back to basketball. So we're on, a, we're on a bachelor trip or whatever, and it's our last day. We're out on the beach, and, you know, we everybody throws their phone and wallet into one backpack, you know, real smart, really thinking it through. <laughs> and we're going to go in, in, in the ocean, throw the football around or whatever. So everybody leaves the unattended one backpack, you know, with all the wallets and the phones. You know where this is going. And uh, we come back and it's it's gone. All right. So, you know, I had my phone up in the room. Um, there was a little bit of cash in the room. All right. But everything, IDs, like we couldn't, we were worried about how we we're going to get back uh, on the, you know, get back <laughs> yeah. on the flight because we didn't have our IDs. <clears throat> Uh, so we, it, long story short, we try to, we, we go to the Find My iPhone app. So we're tracking down where the iPhones are. So we get in this cab and we're going and we're, we're you know, we're going to find how many How many friends There's like four or five of yes, us, yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's a lot so from, from right? uh, you know, Toby and Jack and that, that yeah. crew that we played with. And uh, we're just tracking it to, you know, to wherever. It's like, it's kind of like the projects of Atlantic City. <laughs> uh-huh. So lo and behold, leads us to the basketball court. You know, big street court packed, people everywhere playing. And then it's like, yeah, our, our phone's right here. You know, it's just like which, <laughs> one, these, which one of these which one of these K D backpacks, you know, <laughs> you know, which I'm sure, you know, looking back on I think they, they ditched the backpack, they took the cash out of the wallets, ditched the wallets, Dang. kept the phones. But you know we're determined to get it. You know, we're, you know we're here. Let's let's find anybody seen Katie backpack. You know, we kept saying to Katie backpack like that was going to help. <laughs> gonna yeah, you know, yeah. I think it was him. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's some. I like some high school kids and stuff out there, and you know we kept asking. They said, "No, nah, I'll play you one on one. I I'll play you one on one for it." I'm like what? You don't have. It. You don't have it. Whatever. But anyways. I played the kid one on one. You know, I'm going. I'm going to get our phones back for us. I'm going to get our wallets back <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is not even real. So you know, played the kid one on one, and you know, he's a high school kid. I beat him, and <laughs> still never got the backpacks. <laughs> thanks, thanks Andy for making me tell that. One. So, so you never, uh, no. never recovered it. The the only thing w- weird that happened from that story was, I got. Uh, my wallet was mailed to me like a month later. I opened my mailbox and there's my wallet with like a note in it. Somebody found it on the boardwalk in Atlantic City <laughs> and they saw my ID. You know, whoever sold it, they didn't want my ID. The yes. wallet they just took what was in it, the cash and stuff and kept on moving. So dang it always goes back to basketball somehow. That is that's a great story
1: for sure. Um you know back to coaching at Chill Howie, you know, you've been fortunate over the last few years should have uh, a lot of great players. Um, you know, one player that I coached uh, against that I wanted to talk about on here was Dylan Catron. Um, I remember one particular game; he dropped like forty some on us yes. at howie
0: Yeah, you know, and that, he's playing at
1: Emory Henry now.
0: He is. Um, yeah, that's has little knee injury right now. Yeah. But, uh, that that night, he tied Greg Belcher with. A, the school record they yeah. tied that night.
1: Yeah, so I like just talk, you know, maybe about some some of the players,
0: you know, that you've coached over the years. Yeah, so so Dylan Catron, I mean, he's really high up there on that, you know, on the list because of his work ethic. You know, you don't want to say that kid worked harder than everybody else. Yeah. You can't say that, but I tell you what, he was in the gym more than anybody else I've ever coached. You could count on uh, his vehicle being out there on Christmas morning, you know, on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know he, he was he was in the gym working on his game and his sister was really good so he had yeah. and his dad was a really good player so he had you know some big shoes to fill and you know, we were really proud of him just a great kid and Zach kale on that team yeah. you know heck of, heck of a point guard tough as nails um you know shared the ball with Dylan you know they worked well together um there's some tough teams and the Reed you know coach Reed Sturgill, uh he was district player of the year. Dylan Thomas was on that team as Howard's son. He was a really good, really good competitor, great shooter. Um, you know, Cameron Kessner uh, was one of the best point guards we had. He was All-State and had some good players around him on that team. Trevor Tucker, Alex Dell. We, we had great yeah. players. I, you know, I don't want to leave anybody off, but yeah, like you said, it's
1: – And at how many how many district titles have you won in the regular season since you've been
0: there? I guess Four. Four and four and ten years, I guess. Pretty, I pretty so. successful. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, George With was in there for a little while. That was tough. We went to that Mountain West. Yeah. With Fort Chiswell and George With, and we had some battles with Fort Chiswell. That was a good little rivalry we had in that Mountain West.
1: That is something that really messes up. Just you know, not that you're in for records or anything like that, but just how much they change stuff. It's just hard yeah. to be like, well, you know, how many did we win to this? This? Yeah, and that? yeah, yeah. And yeah. The conference is there forever and. That's, that's a tough, uh, tough thing about it. So, you know, I, I coached against you for uh, a few years there. I started at PH in 2016. And one thing, man, you've talked about it since now, but I want to share it on the podcast is, uh, you know, as a new coach, I was, what, 24, 25, something like that, being a, a varsity head coach. And, you know, before the games, several coaches come over and talk or whatever before the game and you know I was nervous almost every game you know because it meant so much to me and uh, I remember playing I can't remember for sure if the first game we played y'all was at Chilhowee or at PH I'm not sure but I just remember you know waiting for you to come out you know uh, come out of the locker and the warm-ups were going or whatever and you never came out (laughs) and it was about a minute or so I know Chris Tiller was my assistant Booby and Fred and uh, you come out at about the minute and a half mark and you don't come over and talk or whatever. And I'll be honest, it irritated me, you know, and, and in my mind I was like, man, is he doing that to get in my head? And <laughs> and then, you know, you, I guess the next game you didn't do it either. And I was like, dude, that is straight up intentional. <laughs> and uh, could make, cause maybe the first time I didn't even think anything of it. Maybe I just yeah, thought, Hey, yeah, you know, you was yeah. back there or whatever. And the second game I was like, that is intentional. And that I, I feel like it was that second game that it irritated me the most. And then after the season, I guess, I mean you had maybe an opportunity to talk more and then you know obviously we're friends now. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I always thought Coach K always does that. And oh no. go, So like, is that something No, you know, that's that, not
0: what I was going for. I, I can't stand to watch our team warm up. I can't stand to watch warm-ups. So I gotta be in the back doing something, always have one of our coaches kind of run warm-ups and Make sure they're not there, you know, goofing off or whatever. But, you know, I, I, I we have a certain thing we do. Like Coach Russell will talk to them. They'll go out, and do their warm up. You know, we have a routine. They come back in. <clears throat> then I go over, you know, game plan or starters or whatever. Then we'll, then I'll come out after they, you know, they come back in or whatever. So don't think I'm trying to <laughs> big time anybody because I'm the farthest thing <laughs> from big time. And, and, you know, I always appreciated the job you did there. And as soon as we could talk a little bit, you know, there was no yeah. hard feelings. It's, I guess you're just in the zone, man. You know, sometimes you just yeah. get in the zone and, you know, that, that PH and Chow has been, you know, they've had some intense yep. intense games here and there. So, yeah, I don't want to, you know, to be misunderstood on that.
1: <laughs> so, uh, something that I think is very unique right now about the Hogo Hege is I think the rivalries are still very good, you know, because I, I think that all the teams in the Hogo the past several years have been solid, you oh, know, yeah. um, just like, you know, Patrick Henry – you know, I took over, you know, we, we improved each season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Fred Self, my buddy that I talked about earlier, he's uh, leading the program right now. And I, I think he's just kept, like, put it to another level. I think, you mm-hmm. know, they, they're a team to look out for
0: this year. They are. Um, he's doing just a, a very good job yeah. overall there. Fred um, does a good job. Fred, you know, we always talk about, like, the culture. It – beat strategy and fred's a good example of that he's got a good culture going on there yep. and like the kids you know love him and stuff so that's he, he's got it going on i'm proud of fred really yeah he am. is
1: a uh, as bought in as a, a coach could ever be mm-hmm. the man spends like 12 hours uh at the at the school wave, or, well more than 12 hours at the school <laughs> yeah, every day. however many hours he sleeps yeah, so I don't he's remember. literally
0: born for it with that yeah you know pedigree with his grandmother yeah yeah he really grandfather is
1: and they have a good group of kids there uh i was teaching and coaching whenever they were in sixth grade Mm -hmm. some of those kids i I look for big things hopefully this year next year for them and then another rivalry uh, of your all's right now is holston Mm -hmm. uh you know coach austin i think of highly uh, i think highly of coach austin as i do any coach in the area yeah i mean you know shane man you've talked about him you know over and over over the years it doesn't matter who Holston has, or you know, yep. they're gonna play solid man defense, yep. and they're they're just gonna be well coached. Yeah, and he's classy. You know yes. what I mean?
0: He's like he's he's like the dean of the Hogo, yes. you know, like the father figure for everybody. And you know, he's he'll kid gets out line, he'll suspend them and you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff like yes. that. Like he's had to do, yeah, that. he's had to deal um, with some issues. He's had to deal with some years. issues, and he's always tries to do what's right. Yeah. You know, for you know, tries to do the right thing, and you know that you can't say that about. Every place, no, out there. yeah, yeah, <laughs> they Hulse. put winning first instead yeah. of yeah. you know teaching kids lessons and you know that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, we all coached. had some battles with Holston, though. We did, games. gosh, we had man, some great battles. They've, they've had some good players come through. Um, gosh, so yeah, just so many good battles. I came to think of just one. I feel like every yeah. every game comes out like the last possession, <laughs> it yeah. I feel like, like you all
1: had in the past few years, like, didn't you have a couple like playoff games and stuff against mm-hmm. Holston to? to the championships. We stuff. did. We did. Um, and then, you know, I feel like probably your most bitter rival right now over the past few years has been your in-county rival of Northwood. Right. Right. That's so it. Like, you know, talk about maybe a battle or so that you've had with North yeah, Northwood.
0: Yeah, so like for the longest time, you know, I don't think it was very competitive with Chihuahua and Northwood. There was like Tim Hayes would post about a big streak that howie had for so long and, you know, they won 30-some games in a row or whatever, but, you know, the last eight or nine years, it's been, you know, it's, it's been competitive. Um, They've done a lot like, of very talented players. I mean, yeah. I mean, just not only athletes, but like basketball specific guys, guys that just play basketball. Yeah. And that, you know, that makes a difference. So they, you know, every time, you know, we go into the season, everybody asks me when y'all play Northwood. That's why yeah. well, when you play Northwood, I'll come to that one. You yeah. Know, that's kind of been the thing because they know it, it's, it's going to be a classic every time. And, you know, everybody plays like, you know, it's life or death, every single possession on the floor. Yeah. It's it means everything to to you know to Chouhoee and Saltville for sure. Yeah, I mean you all have even had a
1: couple of scuffles over the year. The yeah, I mean and... it's it's
0: intense man. Yeah. It, it it's it's the real deal and it seems like that uh every year we'll split the regular season and then play that it, playoff it's games. all about who wins that third one. Yeah. You know and for a while it was Northwood would win at Chihowe, we would win there. And it's kind of been back and forth different. But yeah, no, it's been, yeah, it's gotten, it's gotten heated. So you got to appreciate a good small town rivalry, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. When you're, what, 10 minutes apart? Yeah. Yeah. Chill, Howie. So, um, yeah, one more story uh, I wanted to bring up. You talked about it uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, Andy Blevins talks about your golf game, (laughs) says that, you're a, an avid golfer and have improved your game quite a bit over the last few years.
0: <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm I love playing, love being outside, uh, staying competitive. We haven't played as much pickup basketball here lately. You know, we used to travel around and play little alumni tournaments and every Sunday yeah, night. Yeah, that's how we were. And then me and Shane, we got into exactly. golf more because yeah. of COVID. and yeah. we started playing yeah. golf. That that was really what. There was nothing else to do. Yeah, you know, during that spring in summer and y'all can go outside and still be competitive and yeah. stuff golf courses were open so got really i got more serious about it, i guess and andy's helped me with things here and there and, and andy's a good golfer reed sergil's a really good golfer and, and they, those guys have been patient with me so i finally <laughs> uh finally broke 90 this summer so i shot an 87 and 87 for me is like yeah i get to Get your phone out, take a picture. Yeah, that this seems, is a big yeah, deal.
1: People don't understand how hard that is. It's a, it's a grind out there. Yeah, Andy said for the longest time, you were around the 115 mark. Uh, I don't like know that. about 115. <laughs> now. Everybody maybe we have 105. So give me a little more credit. But no, it
0: was, that's been something fun that we kind, me, kind of I, do as a staff. Nothing
2: more frustrating than playing golf with somebody who's good at golf. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. I've wondered for so long when we first started playing, I was like, all right, we're going to split up in teams. Like, okay, Matt, you and Andy are on the same team. You and Andy are on the same team. Like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's the best and the worst. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean We play we, all his shots. So. We played a whole summer together.
1: Didn't we? And it was so, it's so frustrating because it it it's the hardest game in the world.
0: We we'll have to play whole meals. That's where we yeah we, we played play. in your tournament. Yep, you remember we I finished dead, dead last. last. <laughs> <laughs> Love
1: yeah. it. Yeah, we uh we paid. Basically, just donated to the Chill Howie Basketball Fund. Hey, yeah, we appreciate you it. Tommy did get some money back. <laughs> yeah, he won that. Uh, <laughs> the that's you know, right. For yeah. three. that's yeah. right. <laughs> but uh, you know, again, Coach, you know, I just really want to, uh, in the podcast, just in the uh, sentiment of how well that you run the program. You know, whenever I first started, you know, making the list for the podcast, you know, I'm trying to incorporate all of our areas of southwest virginia and whenever i first started thinking of smith county you know to me right now you're you're one of the first names that popped up to me um just in you know all that you do and and the consistency and you know we talk about it on the podcast a lot that coaching is not easy right you know it is not easy at all and and when you're able to stay in it and stay at one school for you know you've been there now is it 10 years or 11 this is um, 11 yeah 11 years i mean that that's saying something and you know i think that you know chill as a school as a community is very fortunate you know for having you and you know i think that uh you all will continue to have success just from all the staples and all the things you've learned over the years
0: so yeah, i appreciate it I man chill a special community man i say it's a special special place they're very prideful you know they they that's what makes howey so good is because there's an expectation level set and uh Yeah, it's up here, and you have to do everything you can to to reach that expectation level. So, and I don't know if there's a misconception of me and being all about the show and all that stuff, but everything I do is to try to to give us an edge to win. And that's always been my thing. And, you know, you hear the phrase, make the big time where you are. You know, I've tried to make Joe Howie on a Friday night, you know, for basketball to be the place to be, put a good product on the floor and have fun and uh, create that culture. So, yeah, it all goes back to the – the it's the fans, you know, and, and the kids.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, one thing, back to Coach Self at PH, you were also – something we didn't really get to uh, in the podcast, you coach a lot of different sports too, right? Yeah, I do, Like right? yep. you coach. With... I coach
0: middle school football. Uh, I've done that for, I guess, seven or eight years. Um, I coached with uh, Butch Cruey. He was the state championship quarterback in 1970. So it's kind of got like the veteran and, and the young guy there, and we've been we've been doing middle school and for about seven or eight years, yeah, and and pretty successful. We've won we've won a lot of games, you know, all those kids that went up through and made yep. their state championship football runs. You yeah, know, we I'm got, always seeing we got the pleasure uh, of coaching them. That I'm always fun.
1: seeing uh, you win in these district <laughs> football championships yeah. too. Um,
0: Again, we tried to make you know it's not it's not just eighth grade. We try to make that like the biggest, greatest show on turf. But know? I think that's
1: something you know uh, that. I think is an undervalued and, you know, where I was a uh, head coach at pH, I had two kids and I had youth sports going on and it's tough to coach more than one sport. Yeah. And, but I think it makes an impact whenever you're able to. And, you know, just like coach self at pH, you're able to make relationships with more players and more athletes. Exactly. And, and build. Well,
0: middle school, middle school football helps me. Yes. Middle school you football. you get those young kids yep. and, and, you know, I always push them to play basketball when yes. the season's over, you know, yes. and and they learn, you know, they learn what you expect, and that's actually been really good for me. And, and you know, Jeff Robinson asking me to be on staff when he got the job, he asked me to be on staff, I had no intentions. So you helped the varsity team a little bit, yep. yeah. I mean, I'm on, I'm on the box, yeah, um, on the headsets during varsity games, but yeah, a small school, is definitely
1: something that's undervalued, I yep. think, we, yep. and looked at. But Shane, you got anything,
2: <laughs> Coach Matt? We appreciate it. And I said, keep keep it going until Iowa. You've got a good thing going. I think we know that. Everybody else knows that. Uh, always been impressed. Like I said, you brought – first person that's brought us m- merchandise from the school. Yeah. So, we always appreciate free stuff. So
1: Yeah. For sure. Rally the Valley Towel is going to be out this year. Uh, sure. That's something else. You know, the season outlook. Um, you know, what's your thought process, you know, for the, for the season? Because you have a lot of young players. Yeah, we've got a, just
0: a mix of, of experience and youth. And, you know, like I said, we – change and adapt every year last year we were full crazy chaos we just shoot the first open three and and then we're subbing every 30 seconds and pressing and all that probably not as much that this year you know a little more half court yeah we we've been playing a little more zone than we have in the past just trying to find what works good for this team but uh some really dedicated seniors as you love to have you know on this team that are a lot of them are basketball specific guys that, that don't play other sports or don't play football. A lot of them were in the gym all fall and did everything we asked in the summer. We're pretty demanding in, in summer, you know, going to team camps and stuff. So, you know, I'm excited about this group. You know, we, like I said, there's an expectation level here and the kids know it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you, you mentioned playing zone, you know, that you have it in the past. I remember, you know, whenever I was getting interviewed to be a head coach back, I don't know, six, seven years ago, uh. Different people, I don't even remember who, but asked me, like, what type of offense or what type of defense would I try to instill or, or to play? Mm-hmm. And at a small school, you can't really hardly do that. You can't
0: answer you, that question you, you, can't, you No, I was like, you well, you know, I mean, <laughs> if
1: I have some – if our tallest player is six foot uh, one, you know, we're probably not going to be walking it up throwing it inside. Exactly. And, you know, I feel like if you was coaching at, you know, Dobbins Bennett or, or somewhere like that, you yep. could – build it to that
2: specific way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you have to, yeah, but, uh, I think the Hogo, I think it's going to be very competitive this year. It is. You know, I think, uh, you know our man Shane uh, Dwayne Morris mm-hmm. at Rural Retreat. You know he's doing a great job. They've, they've already got a couple wins. I think PH is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. I think Holston. PH Ewell, I beat I mean, Northwood
2: on a Yeah, they, they, are they did. Not.
1: Northwood and Northwood won a couple games right after that. Yeah, they
0: beat George, the yep. No. George yeah, With. Yep, beat George it's going to be very competitive. And Holston's
1: just now, I guess, getting getting rolling after their football yep. run. They're going to be always competitive. Yep, and bring London it yeah, it, yeah, and, and
0: then London, man, they. <laughs> They loaded up. Yeah. <laughs> they loaded up. So they're, they're ready. They're ready for the Hogo So play. Yeah, well, Coach, again,
1: we uh, just want to thank you for coming on and good luck this season. Uh, we'll be following you for sure. But, uh, everybody, that was Coach Matt Snodgrass. Um, make sure you give me your feedback on this episode. I thought it was an excellent episode for sure. Um, I love, love Coach Snodgrass and, and, you know, really appreciate what he's doing for Southwest Virginia Hoops up in Chill So, everybody, see you later.